0: Well, it's Friday. It's the end of the week. Maybe you're putting your feet up. Monday seems a long way away, doesn't it? It always does on Friday night. Uh, But I want to talk about Monday morning because I happen to know quite a few people who actually have to go back to the office for the first time on Monday, so-called RTO, return to the office. And it's been a topic of conversation now for ages because it's been stopped so many times. And of course, there's anxiety about it. Where is everyone going to sit? How loud is it going to be? What am I going to wear? What's what's it going to be like to see everyone again? How are we going to get in and out of the building? I haven't been around this many people in months, years. Um, So some anxiety there as well. And also, obviously, some uh, anticipation to see everyone again, to hang out, to have that office life again that we I guess, miss and don't miss in equal measure to some extent. Uh, let me know what you think. Are, are you back in the office? Are you not? Do you dread it? Will you never go back? Let me know what you think about the idea of working in an office environment again, Eight seven seven three nine 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 eight nine eight eight seven seven three nine 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 eight nine eight. 9898 9898 Is it something that you enjoy, dread, or just something you'd rather never have to do again? Like many people I know. <laughs> Well, again, as I mentioned, the very notion of going back to the office after two years can be a profoundly anxious experience, kind of like that first day of school magnified to the nth degree. Working at home while isolating also changed some of our habits. We got to work a bit more at our own pace, wear what we wanted to wear and worry a little bit less, a lot less about the daily chore of getting dressed for work and all that entails, including the scrutiny you might get when you walk in the door of the office. So when that call comes to return to the office, the thought of suddenly being back in that anthill under its light, surrounded by people can be daunting. Well, joining me now is Emily McComb. She's deputy editor of HuffPost Personal and author of a recent article called I Gained 70 Pounds During COVID. Here's what happened on my first day back in the office. Emily, thanks so much on a Friday night for taking the time to talk to me.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: I was curious because you edit this section. This is the section of the the HuffPost that you edit. So you read everyone else's personal stories. And then you decided to write your own. And I was wondering what motivated you to write your own story.
1: You know, it's funny because obviously this is a sensitive topic to write about. Um, You put things out there about your body. In particular, you become sort of a lightning rod for people's opinions. But I also don't know how to shut my mouth, I've discovered. (laughs) (laughs) especially when I feel that other people are going through the same experience that I am and might need to hear what I have to say. So that was my feeling is that a lot of us are returning to the world, changed in many different ways, (laughs) you know, physically being one of them, and that those people would need to hear someone else going through that.
0: Yeah. I think we've all felt that way. Uh, I mean, I didn't work remotely for too long, but other people I know have obviously my wife did for a long time. Um, it was interesting just to see that everyone changed a little bit, whether it be physically or mentally. And we had this idea that I think all of us felt a certain anxiety when going back into that large group of people. Again, a bit like that first day of school to some extent. But tell me a bit about your first day because because clearly from your article, you talked about it. Uh, there's a really interesting ending to your story because you did buy a, a great-looking outfit. Um, but tell me just about how you... Anticipated the day and and, and and how it finally happened when you went back?
1: Yeah, I mean there's a certain um, you know there's a certain freedom that people in marginalized groups, which does include fat people, um, but not just fat people, also you know people who have transitioned maybe from one gender identity to another during this mm-hmm. time. Um, are now sort of, you know, they've been, we've all been in kind of a cushion where we're removed from the world's judgment. And when we're sort of beginning to return to the world in these small ways, it can be very anxiety-inducing. And it was for me. um, You know, I had had the experience of being fat before as a young person. I had lost a lot of weight, and I had maintained that for most of my life. And then, you know, the pandemic came along, and changed the way we live in a lot of different ways. For me, that included activity levels. <laughs> and yeah. um, and I found myself back, you know, where I had been before, and I knew sort of the pain and the treatment that can come along with being in a larger body. So I was very afraid to go back to the office um, and to you know, potentially be judged or treated badly or, you know, luckily none of that happened. So that is kind of the twist ending is, you know, really nothing bad happened to me. No one said anything backhanded to me. I didn't feel, you know, excluded. Um, And I did, you know, do my best to show up in a fabulous like Barbie pink suit so that everyone would sort of know that I was happy with myself and to keep their comments to themselves.
0: (laughs) There's a great picture of Emily in said suit in her article, by the way. One of the things (laughs) I thought reading through the article that I I found touching was that it, it felt like through the pandemic that maybe we'd reached a point where we could do away with some of the judgment. And I guess the idea that came through your article so clearly was that the the fear of having to go back into into society again and to be judged again, the idea that being judged was was almost a given when one would always hope that it wouldn't be after the two years we've been through.
1: Right. Uh, and, you know, the thing is the response from the article, and I have excellent filters on Twitter, so I don't see... But I know is out there, you know, some of the more body shaming or egregious comments. Um, I'm happy not to see them. But I, the people who have reached out to me directly, and that has been a lot of people, um, have had really wonderful, kind things to say. And have just thanked me for putting this perspective out there and feel seen and are going through the same experience. And, um, you know, that was a surprise to me. because I expected to be kind of trolled into the ground writing about this. So maybe there has
0: been some measure of change. Yeah. T- I mean, you do explain this in your article very, very succinctly because and you talked about it earlier. You're as a child. You, you, you went through this, you went through being, uh, I think there was one incident you describe in there, but having something thrown at you, which is just, you know, I, I think back to being a kid too. And some of the awful things we did as kids, yes. um, <laughs> you know, um, and, and then old, when you were older, you lost a lot of weight, and, and, but it changed sort of your, your perspective of things. Uh, and I'm wondering if that puts you in, in, a, in a really particular situation of being able to understand the cruelty of body shaming.
1: Right. Um, you know, it's interesting because I, I have written so much about body and body image throughout my career and I'm now looking back and realizing that for much of the time that I was writing about it, I really was pretty thin, (laughs) you know? I didn't feel that way, but I was well within like the range of thinness to obtain the privileges that come along with it, if that makes sense. And... You know, I didn't really understand the difference between being there and where I am now, where, you know, not only is there cruelty, but there is there are actual repercussions in a societal way as far as discriminatory practices in, you know, medicine, in hiring, in, um, in dating and, and love, you know, sort of being discriminated against in these situations. Uh, the, the, that it actually becomes a reality when you're when you at a certain point it 's not just oh i 'm worrying about the five extra pounds, which is kind of where I was before, <laughs>
0: yeah, one of the things, again, and I think we 've all felt this in some ways in different very different ways i i, I won 't compare one to the other, but you 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 quote someone that you 'd spoken to in your article and saying that. Every time she sees someone that she hadn't seen since before the pandemic, she finds herself thinking, "Are they thinking about my body?"
1: Yeah. How How did
0: that? How did that strike you as a comment? And how did that? How did that resonate with you?
1: Oh, I mean, absolutely. I think that the the experience of of gaining weight or feeling uncomfortable in one's own body or or your body changing in a way that you're not necessarily equipped for happy with it's extremely painful for everyone because of the society that we live in, you know, where everything is an extremely fat phobic society. We're all given these messages about, you know, bodies and weight and even extremely thin people struggle with this, you know, and it is painful. It is, it is, even if you went from a size, you know, zero to a size two during the pandemic, it might still be very painful for you. Um, it's absolutely like a universal experience that I think a lot of people are wrestling with, whether they're, you know, necessarily considered a fat person or a thin person.
0: I'm speaking with Emily McComb. She's deputy editor of HuffPost Personal. We're talking about her first day back at work, changes to one's body before you go back. Uh, I think a lot of us have, have gone through uh, changes over the last two years while we were working remotely specifically, uh, and that returning to the office can be can be difficult if you've changed. Um, when we come back, I want to talk a bit more about just, is this an opportunity, as you've pointed out, uh, the reaction to your article, I would love to hear more about that. And also, uh, is this an opportunity to try to at least move, move beyond some of our prejudices? And are you seeing a bit of that uh, already, hopefully? Uh, we'll be back with that. And I'm back with Emily McCombs, Deputy Editor of HuffPost Personal. We're talking about returning to office. She just wrote an article um, about her first day back at work called I Gained 70 Pounds During COVID. Here's what happened on my first day back in the office. Um, I was wondering, your first day back in the office actually went went okay. How's it going? How's it going being back at work?
1: It's going well. I mean, I can't say that I I'm not still struggling with a sense of discomfort being back in the world, um, you know, things are in New York right now, pretty, the numbers are pretty low and people are kind of moving about freely. So I've been in more social situations uh, recently than I have been in a long time. And there are certainly those moments where I catch like a glimpse of my reflection and it's sort of not what I'm expecting to see, you know, and I feel like sort of a discomfort, but most of that is coming, I think from me internally, in my own projections, nothing really is, has happened as far as anyone else
0: <laughs> do you, do you long for those for those quiet days um, sort of at your computer in your living room
1: no <laughs> not at all <laughs> um, i I definitely thrive on the social and getting back into the world has been um, a huge boon for my mental health. I mean, it turns out, you know, whatever people may want to argue about the, the um, you know, the health impact of, of being overweight, but let me tell you the health impact of just sitting inside for days at a time and not talking to anyone or seeing anyone that is real. Um, that definitely uh, got in my head. So I'm happy to be interacting with people again.
0: I know you're not one, you're not, uh, you don't give advice for a living, but I suppose given your experiences for people out there who may be in your shoes, so to speak, worried about going back, worried about how they'll be perceived, worried about people judging them, what would you tell them?
1: You know, I think it's it's what I say, I say in the piece, I think that, of course, we're going to have, you know, given again, the society that we live in, we're going to have these insecurities and anxieties. It's not always comfortable to move throughout the world, you know, in a larger body, and that's a reality. But what I feel is that I can't change my body today, you know, maybe in the future I'll lose some of this weight, maybe I won't, you know, that's not really the issue. The issue is today I live in this body, and I can't snap my fingers and change it instantly. So... What is the alternative, honestly, to accepting myself, (laughs) you know, am I just supposed Mm -hmm. to sit here and stew in self hate or to put my life on hold until I live in a different sort of body? You know, am I just supposed to accept all those messages that I get about not being as valuable in this body as I was in the body before? Like uh, to me, I just don't have time for that. And I don't think any of us do. I mean, look at the the way that we all felt that time has been on hold for the past few years. We just don't have any more to waste. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I agree. It feels like a... I was wondering if if in some ways getting back into society might have been the best remedy.
1: It certainly helps. I mean, it helps with a lot of things. Um, I think the hope that I sort of expressed in the article was that, you know, after all we've been through, as we're climbing out of survival mode after this extremely traumatic world changing event, you know, can we all be more concerned about our mental health acclimating back into our routines, you know, um, relearning the little things that make up who we are as people and, you know, can we all be more focused on that than on bodies? And, you know, I'm hoping that that is true.
0: When you went back to the office, I was curious to know if anyone else had changed, and did you notice?
1: (laughs) You know, I didn't even notice. We're always just paying so much attention to ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> and probably no one was paying half as much attention to me as I was worried about.
0: <laughs> yeah, therein lies the cruel part. Everyone's so wrapped up in themselves they don't even. You're all worried about how people are going to think of you, and you get there, and then people are like, "Hey, that's a nice looking, you know, that's a nice looking pink suit," and then walk away.
1: Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. They're just worried about yeah. whatever they're worried about.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, no changes that you noticed uh, in terms of just the reaction. I was. Re- I have a few minutes left. I was. I was curious about some of the reaction you've been getting. What have been pe- people been telling you when they've been Uh, emailing you about this article
1: you know just a lot of people who are dealing with the same the exact same issue and it's funny because i really expected you know and i've been writing about these topics for a long time so i will say the response i got to this article is not does not feel the same as the response i might have gotten to a similar one maybe a decade ago um, you know, because I, I didn't get a lot of negative opinions. I got a couple of like "Hey, fatty, you know, It kind of makes me laugh because it's like I wrote an article about getting fat. And then people are reminding me <laughs> that I'm fat. It's like, okay, yeah, uh-huh. if you have reading comprehension, like good insult, yeah. you know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, we won't um, go down that. We won't go down the social media reaction road here. I apologize. That's yeah, awful. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, That's, of course. Uh, yeah. but, and I don't, I avoid, yeah. those, I avoid that as much as possible. Yeah.
1: But, yeah. Um, but I got so many, like, just lovely letters from people who, you know, and sad letters too, because people were struggling with this issue and feeling, you know, in pain. Um, but mostly just people who have also gained weight, who are, whose bodies have also changed in some way, who are feeling nervous about going back or have gone back. And people maybe said some things that made them feel uncomfortable, but a lot of just people who felt seen and were very thankful to have read the message, you know, which was incredible because of course that's why we write, you know, to connect with people
0: in that way. Absolutely. Emily McCombs, thank you so much for taking time on a Friday night to share your, uh, to share your story. I really appreciate it. I think it would be helpful to a lot of people out there who are anxious about returning to the office.
1: Oh, great. Thank you so much. Have a nice night. <laughs>
0: you too. Have a nice weekend.